back to Killer Stories. I'm your host, Bobby Holmes. This week's case was brought to my attention by a coworker, Haley Riddle. What's funny is that you'll never catch her listening to a true crime podcast. Says this stuff creeps her out. But she told me how she used to work at a dental lab with a really strange guy who ended up a convicted murderer. After it happened, she thought back to all the times the employees went to lunch together or stayed late working. She's thinking, oh my gosh, he could have killed me. This is the murder of Lisa Marie Nagel. Some of you may actually recognize Lisa. She was a contestant on the 2010 reality show Bridalplasty, an American reality television series which premiered on the E! Network. The show features 12 women who compete to win a wedding and transformative plastic surgery procedures. Each woman had a plastic surgery wish list, and the winner of each week's wedding-themed challenge would win one plastic surgery procedure from her list. The winner of the competition received the wedding of her dreams, an engagement ring of her choice, and had her entire wish list fulfilled. The husband-to-be didn't see his fiancée until she revealed her new look on their wedding day. Can you imagine? This is what the fiancé of the show's winner had to say. Seeing Allison walk down the aisle, I will be the happiest I have been for a while. I can't wait to see her, he says. I don't know what she'll look like, but I imagine beautiful. Such a strange concept. I went down a rabbit hole of this, and the winner with her before and after photos. Her wish list included brow lift, liposuction of chin, liposuction of jowls, liposuction of cheeks, breast reduction, breast lift, tummy tuck, laser skin resurfacing, liposuction of flanks, liposuction of inner thighs, liposuction of outer thighs, liposuction of arms. What's funny is that I found this on her Instagram page, and the caption with it says, See all of this right here? Nah, it don't mean a thing. Sure, I wanted a better body, but at the end of the day, I have everything I need. A loving family who loves me the way I am, and the support from you all. But bridalplasty winner Allison Donovan is not who I am here to talk about today. Let's get a little background on Lisa Nagel. She was born March 6, 1980. Lisa had two siblings, a sister, Danielle, and a brother, Raphael. She was the baby. I wish I was able to dig up more information about her life before bridalplasty, but all of my source material mainly covered the crime itself. I know that in 2010, during the airing of Bridalplasty, she was engaged to Derek Harriman. The couple married in 2011 and resided in California. In 2016, Lisa was student teaching at the nursing school where she once attended and took one student under her wing, 33-year-old Jackie Jerome Rogers. Jackie is the guy who previously worked with my friend Haley at a dental lab. For those who don't know, dental lab work can get extremely messy. Goopy impression material, stone models being poured up and trimmed. By the end of the day, your workspace and lab coat is freckled with dried stone and acrylic. 
Haley said that Jackie was a neat freak. If he made the smallest of messes, he would stop what he was doing and clean everything. A bit OCD about keeping his workspace tidy. His obsessive behavior went from cleanliness to an unhealthy obsession with his new student teacher, Lisa Nagel. The two started spending time together outside of school. Lisa, Jackie, and another coworker went to lunch together nearly every day. Lisa would introduce Jackie to her girlfriends as her gay friend. I don't have confirmation of Jackie's sexual orientation, but that is what Lisa told her friends and her husband, Derek. Lisa and Derek both worked night shifts. On one occasion, as Derek was walking up to his house at 3 a.m., he saw another man, Jackie, exiting his home. He was confused at first and thought he was a burglar. He shouted for the man to stay right there while he called inside for Lisa to make sure she was okay. Lisa came outside and explained to Derek that Jackie was one of her nursing students and she was helping him with a few things. Derek trusted his wife and didn't read too much into it. All was well and Jackie went on his way. Friday, December 17th, 2016. Jackie was very angry that Lisa wasn't responding to any of his calls or texts, but she was at work. He sat in his car outside her house for hours until 2.30 a.m. when she came home. The next night, December 18th, Lisa was planning to attend a birthday party at a local restaurant, Alpine Village. She told Derek she was going with her brother, Raphael. But Raphael decided he wasn't up for a late night party and backed out. This is when Lisa invited Jackie. He agreed to pick her up and take her home. Derek came home around 1.30 a.m. and was upset to discover Lisa was not home yet. In his words, he lit her up in a text message, quote, This is BS. You're supposed to be here. Where are you? She immediately called him back and explained that she was fine. She had left the party and they were headed to get some food and then she'd be home. Derek was irritated, but satisfied with the update and headed to bed. He woke up the next morning to find that Lisa wasn't there. He assumed because they were out so late, she crashed at her brother's house. Derek didn't get the memo about Raphael not attending the party. But then he got a call from one of Lisa's coworkers stating she didn't show up for work and his heart sank. He knew something was very wrong. Derek and Lisa's other family members contacted the LAPD and reported Lisa missing. But because she's an adult, they wouldn't do anything until 72 hours had passed. That is three full days. It boggles my mind when I hear that. Time is of the essence in a missing person case. The Nagel family was not just going to sit back for 72 hours and wait for the police to start doing their job they began their own search. The police later denied this claim, stating they never told the Nagels they had to wait to file a report. There's no documentation, therefore easy for them to refute after the fact. If you remember, when Lisa talked to Derek at 1.30 a.m., she told him she had already left Alpine Village, was going to grab some food, and then head home. A family of the Nagels, Virginia Moya, went to Alpine Village and asked the owner if she could review the security footage from the night before. 
She explained that Lisa was missing and they were trying to gather any clues as to what happened. The owner said they were currently hosting the staff Christmas party and if she came back tomorrow, he would show her the footage. Virginia looked him in the eyes and said, Lisa is missing. She's someone's daughter, someone's wife. What is on that footage could help find her. The owner looked over his shoulder where his daughter stood with the other employees laughing and having a good time at the Christmas party. I think that is when the seriousness of the situation hit him and he agreed to show her the security footage right then and there. She sat down and watched through hours of footage from the night of the party. After realizing Lisa was not with her brother Raphael, the family asked around to others who attended the party. They said Lisa was actually with her student and friend, Jackie Rogers. The Nagels asked Jackie to come to their house so they could ask him a few questions about Lisa, and he did. Lisa's mother, Dolores, said from the moment he walked in the door, she saw evil in his eyes and knew he was hiding something. Jackie told the Nagels that Lisa left the party without him to attend an after-party. But when talking to others who were there that night, no one knew anything about an after-party. The family started interrogating Jackie as if he were in a police holding room. They took a photo of his driver's license. Raphael had him hold out his hands and took photos to document their current state, looking for any wounds. Jackie stayed super calm through the whole ordeal, stating, quote, I have nothing to hide from anyone. Just then, Virginia called with an update from the security footage at Alpine Village. Lisa didn't leave on her own. She left with Jackie. She was seen not just walking out of the building with him, but Lisa got into the passenger seat of Jackie's black Toyota 4Runner and then drove away. Raphael freaks out. He gets in Jackie's face and starts screaming, You lied. You lied to us. Just tell us the truth. Where is Lisa? What did you do to her? Jackie goes on to explain that he and Lisa were having an affair, but denied any involvement with her disappearance. Lisa's sister Danielle went outside to look at Jackie's car. She took a picture of his license plate and looked inside. She reports the interior being impeccably clean. Which may not be too surprising to us, knowing Jackie is a bit OCD about cleanliness, but to Danielle, this seemed very suspicious given the circumstances. The Nagels called police again and shared the information they gathered thus far and their suspicions that Jackie Rogers was responsible. Police came to the Nagels' residence and questioned Jackie, but they couldn't take him in because of a lie. There was no hard evidence showing he caused Lisa harm. Daniel pleaded with the police, pointing out that his car was recently deep cleaned. Police agreed to take him in for further questioning. After just a few hours of interrogation from a pair of detectives, Jackie broke. He admits leaving the party with Lisa. She spoke to Derek on the phone about getting food, and he pulled into the drive-thru at Jack in the Box. Surveillance footage shows Jackie's Toyota 4Runner pull out of the restaurant and drive across the street to park. The car sat there for roughly an hour. As the two sat in the car eating cheeseburgers, Jackie reached down and grabbed a hammer that was hidden out of sight. He turned to Lisa and struck her in the head seven times. Then, 
Jackie drove back to his home that he shares with his mother, I might add, and carried Lisa's body into the bathroom. He stripped off her clothes and placed her in the bathtub. He, quote, sterilized Lisa by washing her with bleach water. Jackie then proceeded to dig a hole in the backyard where he buried her naked body, covering her with a layer of dirt and manure. Now, I realize this is in the middle of the night, but how could his mother be oblivious to what is going on? I'm sure he would make a ruckus dragging her body through the house and digging a grave in the yard. Some speculate that Jackie did not act alone. The photos that the Nagels took of his hands showed no marks at all. If you spent your night digging a grave, even a shallow one, you would more than likely have a few blisters. Perhaps he had some help. Again, pure speculation. Jackie gathered Lisa's clothes, purse, and cell phone. After smashing the phone, he drove down a deserted road and threw everything out the window. The items were never recovered. His car did test positive for blood and DNA belonging to Lisa. It just wasn't visible to the naked eye. The big question here is why? Why would Jackie Rogers want to kill Lisa Nagel? Jackie had his story, and then in court, his lawyer goes a different direction. Initially, he said that he and Lisa were having an affair. That night, while eating fast food in his car, Lisa told him she wanted to end things. He snapped and grabbed a hammer that was conveniently tucked into the car door next to him and attacked her. To me, this doesn't seem to add up. First of all, Derek stated that Lisa seemed tipsy and giggly on the phone. Even though he was angry with her for being out so late, she seemed happy and unfazed. If she is having an affair with Jackie and about to break up with him, you'd think she'd feel stressed speaking to her husband, not relaxed and happy. Derek doesn't believe there was an affair. He thinks that Jackie had an unhealthy obsession with Lisa. She thought of them as friends, but he wanted more. Could be an if-I-can't-have-her-then-no-one-can situation. Derek says they had a good marriage, and there were no signs that pointed to her being unfaithful. In fact, the couple was trying to have a baby. They attended an in vitro appointment the week before Lisa was killed. Danielle, Lisa's sister, agrees that Jackie's story just doesn't make sense. She thinks he fabricated the story of an affair, so this gets labeled as a crime of passion instead of premeditated murder. I don't know about you, but a hammer is not something I keep handy in my car. Other tools, like an ice scraper or maybe even a wrench, but a hammer? There was one nursing instructor that often joined Lisa and Jackie at lunch, and she described their relationship as flirty, but mentioned that three days prior to Lisa's death, Jackie seemed angry and, quote, snappish. District Attorney Allison Ostrowski said this case is not a who-done-it, but a what-is-it. Jackie Rogers is 100% guilty, but is he guilty of manslaughter, first-degree murder, or second-degree murder? Jackie's defense attorney opened with this. My client is guilty of a very serious crime. This was not a justifiable homicide, but my client finally broke after months of being toyed with by Lisa Nagel. 
Here are Jackie's claims of how Lisa toyed with him. When Jackie started nursing school, he was going through a rough time. No one seemed to get him until Lisa. She truly seemed to care and understand. His confidence boosted when she offered to help him get a job at her office after graduation. Then he could move out of his mother's house and get a place of his own. So far, just sounds like a good teacher and mentor. Well, Jackie says that Lisa flirted with him and was sexually suggestive in class when other students weren't looking. Lisa told Jackie that her and Derek weren't in love. She called and or texted Jackie every day. They talked about a life together and even fantasized about what they would name their children. I feel like phone records would be an easy way to clear this claim up. Jackie says that Lisa would be so kind to him and then turn around and embarrass him in public, as in introducing him as her gay friend or referring to him as Lenny, which is the mentally challenged character from the novel Of Mice and Men, Jackie did have a learning disability, so this struck a chord. Lisa would invite him over to her house and ask him to help clean. She would then videotape him cleaning her house to show her friends the hold she had on him. Jackie even reports that she would slap and hit him. Even though she was physically and emotionally abusive, he was still drawn to her. He hated that she partied hard and did drugs, even stating that she would often kiss strangers, but he thought if he went along with it all, he could win her over. When Jackie passed his nursing certification, Lisa took him and two other friends to Las Vegas in June of 2016. They all shared a room and Jackie reported that he and Lisa had sex that night. He testified that the night he killed Lisa, he just had enough. After six months of torment, he snapped. He claims it was a crime of passion and not premeditated. Listen, I don't know what really happened between them, if there was or wasn't an affair, if she really did do the things he claimed, or if Jackie made the whole thing up. But no matter what, nothing justifies what he did. The jury found Jackie Rogers guilty of first-degree murder, and he was sentenced to 26 years to life in prison. The Nagels are happy to see Jackie behind bars, but for them, there is no such thing as justice. Nothing is going to bring Lisa back. When Lisa's father turned 80, he didn't want to blow out his birthday candles. He said it didn't feel right continuing to live when his baby girl was gone. That's a wrap for this week. I would love to hear your feedback on this case. You can leave a comment on YouTube or on my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Killer Stories Podcast, and I'm on Twitter at Killer Story Pod. If you would like to support the show, you can visit buymeacoffee.com slash killer stories to give a one-time donation. They're set up in increments of $5. Please take a moment to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. This helps so much with the visibility of the show. The absolute best way to support me is spread the word to your true crime-loving friends. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time, this has been a killer story. <laughs> <laughs>